You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and I, it's a, not that long ago back, I had a good chance to have a chat with David Keenan, and David had just released a single at the time. Uh, but David has been uh, doing a lot of work in between, and the reason I want to talk to him at the moment is we're into June, and we're into James Joyce season, we're into Bloomsday, and David has uh, a project that he has been working on relative to that. David, welcome. Good to see you. Good to hear you, Austin. Thanks for having me on. Tell me what you're doing with James Joyce. Yeah, well, it's, it involves a poem uh, that I was asked to um, to write. So the Joyce Centre reached out to me. They heard that I had released some poetry and a book of poems. And uh, they reached out and wondered would I compose something uh, for the Bloomsday Festival. So... I spoke to the head of the Joyce Centre and essentially it's a, I, I composed something really that was really just spontaneous, but it became Joyce's city. So it's an, it's, it's basically exploring like the city in Joyce's work, like the Ulyssian Odyssey of, uh, the Dallas and, and Leo Bloom and, uh, Dublin as a city, as a place that's ever changing, um, the city itself as a geographical place, but, Essentially, where I brought it was the city of the imagination and the mind, you know, and um, and so that's what happened, really. Um, a filmmaker then was brought in, and we did this thing from 11 p.m. Uh, on Baggett Street into the next morning, and we ended up in, in Sandy Mount as the sun was coming up, and uh, yeah, it was wild. I mean, I... I I stood for a time in Temple Bar, stock still, and you can imagine Temple Bar at three in the morning and a camera. So the, it became like uh, the scenes kind of wrote themselves, you know, people coming over. I didn't move like a, like a statue. And, but it's all about really, um, Joyce for me represents this kind of invitation to use the, the, the tools of the imagination to basically heal, get outside of yourself and, uh, and to live this this creative life, you know, and um, of course, we just consume so much on a daily basis. We're bombarded from the moment we get up in the morning by digital and, and every other type of media. Um, in the course of the poem, I kind of deal with resentments and I deal with, you know, acceptance and I deal with, um, for me, the, the you know, literature and, and music, especially poetry saved my life you know and uh it's it's you know coming from working class family in dundalk not going to college but but reading the likes of joyce and being willed into this this kind of this creative life that that has really given me so much you know so to be involved i suppose with bloomsday and um Obviously, I had some reservations as well. There's, there's, there's the tourist aspect of Bloomsday, but, but I wanted to make something edgy with this filmmaker, and I think we did that. So, looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be shown at the at the Bloomsday Film Festival the night before Bloomsday. Uh, David, where were you introduced to Joyce, or how did you develop a relationship with Joyce? It was really when I left school, Austin, that I did any kind of real reading on my own. I mean, I had a love for certain bits of poetry and rebellious kind of poetry and uh Rambo when I was when I was younger. But when I left school I, I started 
or even just before I left school, I started going into libraries on my own and seeking out like the beat poets and things like that. And I just found this kind of identification and language that I didn't understand, but it was like it was conveying uh, things that I couldn't articulate. And so in and amongst that, I kind of discovered Joyce and um, Dubliners, you know, and then obviously the mythology that I was drawn to as a young, impressionable young fella. And uh, then going to Dublin and, and it was all part of kind of, uh, I don't know, that self-education, you know. I, I think I, I I wanted to be armed, I suppose, with uh, with, with, the, with the heavy stuff. And, uh, and just just the real imaginative stuff, you know. And um, he was a real anarchist, Joyce, and I suppose considered to be a blasphemer, and you know, and and really complex, and probably autistic as well. When you look at you know how he wrote and things like that in his mind, so he just fascinated me. And um, like I said, he's 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 kind of uh, he's somebody that I've come back to again and again. He's it's not an easy read. No, it's not. But well, it has this big, uh, it has this kind of uh, daunting uh, Looney Tunes piano hanging over it, you know, in terms of in terms of that. But I think when you when you look at it from an aspect of just a love of language and sounds and colours, and uh, it's just it's got an amazing appeal. You know, and to condense like one day into this odyssey in Dublin, um, the social commentary in it, um, the, the the mix of kind of Homeric epic, you know, and uh, I just, I just, it's just great that this came out of the mind of of a human being, you know. So, um, I mean, other stuff like Finnegan's Wake, um, I think was heavily influenced by his daughter Lucia, Lucia, who's a uh, a dancer, you know, and he was trying to kind of create a language that mimicked her dancing, and I just that just that just really fills me up. It's it's like lights of fusing me that kind of uh, you know creative imagination kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's um, I think people should should give it a lash and go through it and uh, not kind of have any preconceived notions about what it would be or you need a carpenter's apprenticeship to rejoice. It's not, you know, it's just. It's not, he's not monopolized by any kind of upper classes. You just dive in and see the, see all the color in it, you know, and the, and the beauty and, and the madness. David, did you then put your poem to music or did you just recite? Yeah, it was just a recital, Austin, but I have been tinkering at a, at a, at a project where it's just me reading and, um, because there's music in the words themselves, you know, and, uh, just on that recent tour I did across Europe, I started reading again, you know, kind of just in the absence of having a band, I just I, I played a bit of piano and started reading some poems as well as the song. So we'll see, but this is just me. Um, actually, it starts out when I'm outside Toner's pub in Baggett Street and walking through Dublin and end up at uh, Temple Bar, the Spire. So we're retracing these kind of... Uh, I suppose hyperactive spots in Dublin and then at the end of the poem when I reveal you know of course I'm talking about the city of the mind that's when we go to Sandy Mount and it's it's dawn and it's almost like you know the the reprieve and a new day limitless possibilities and um, you know like I said that's what 
uh, art gives me, you know, and uh, it's an emotional thing, you know. There's real, there's real magic in it. Can I ask you to share some of the of the poem? <laughs> um, I, I had it, I had it learned off for the for the day, Austin, but I actually. Uh, I've got that many new songs swirling around in my head. I, 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 <laughs> we'll come back on that. Um, when you said the new songs, you're coming to Canada. Uh, I know you and I met back in 2019 when you were performing under the Culture Ireland banner at Folk Alliance International. Uh, yeah. And then COVID came in between and it put people's careers on the back burner for a, peer, a period. But... Um, Things are really ramping up, and you're heading out to Western Canada later in the year. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, I just remember that last trip, the snow in Montreal. I think it was was it around February? I think maybe. Yeah, it was February. And then. Uh, and you came into uh, you did a gig in Ottawa. Yeah, Beaver's Tale in Ottawa. I remember that having a, having a Beaver Tale and uh, in Quebec as well. I think, but yeah, the, the festivals. They just uh, Edmonton, I think, especially has a, has a great, you know, um, has a great name, and uh, it's funny because I've, I've been I've been putting it out there into 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 the kind of ether for the last while that I'd like to maybe do some songwriting workshops, and they've come up. Um, they just they just came about, so I'm doing a couple at Edmonton, and uh, as well as the gig, and um, it's something I did recently as well, and in, in the RDS, so. Yeah, I'm really excited, really excited to get, just to get over that part of the world again. It kind of, it feels like, um, it feels like that's a real, uh, ratification of like things opening up again. I get to go to, I get to go to North America again. All right. Brilliant. You know, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Western Canada will be a little different in August than, uh, Montreal and Ottawa was in February. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so you won't need to pack the, the, uh, the long johns or the parka. Yeah. <laughs> You're headlining in the National Concert Hall on the 13th of September. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to that gig. Yeah, um, you know, it's. I, I played it a couple of years ago with Richard Thompson. Well, it's 2018. I, I supported Richard Thompson on a few gigs, and uh, I remember that gig. I remember uh, doing, a, doing a charity thing in there as well with a choir, an African choir, and Donald Scannell put it on, and... It was the first time I was sang a song, Subliminal Dublinia, that I wrote and with the choir. And um, my knee—I just remember my legs just shit, just like like jelly, you know, because because there's space in the room and the sound. And um, ah, yeah, it's a real gift to be playing this one. And it's going to be a challenge because of because of the sound with a band. I'm going to have to rearrange the kind of set, which I I don't mind. I want to meet the room and and connect with the space and and do do it justice, you know. But um. It's brilliant, you know. It's brilliant from busking on the street to playing the national concert hall, getting that opportunity. You know, it's it's. Um, I'm really grateful, really excited, and it's it's a new space, like I said, to to get in and try to cultivate something on the night. You know. What are you working on at the moment, David? Or what's about to hit the airwaves? Yeah, I've got a new song, TikTok, that's coming out on Friday, and. Um, I mean, it's a kind of subversive, satirical song. Um, I spell it differently, but it kind of alludes to a certain platform, you know. And uh, just, just, um, just the the uh, the brain drain and the 
the mania of it and I think it's it's you know the damage it causes to the creative head and uh, just the heads in general you know so I mean I'm not kind of sitting on my perch giving out or preaching because but look the, the, the phone social media is, is an addiction you know and it's something that I have to watch and it's something that affects me negatively you know and uh, and TikTok is just that it's it's kind of this Whitnail character who basically says how great he is and, and, and all this all, all that he's going to he's going to achieve, but he doesn't do anything, you know, because he hasn't got the motivation. He's sapped, and uh, part of me feels like that that sap, being sapped plays into the hands of uh, of just the music industry, who just want to kind of wring any kind of originality out of kids, you know. So um, that's my way of of expressing that. But it's coming out on Friday, and um, apart from apart from all that jazz, it's actually a, a kind of a real summer. Uh, song that you can dance to so I'm looking forward to playing it at the festivals and uh, I have an album that I've been working on that I want to put out next year and I, I, I might release uh, a song share a song from that in the autumn you know so um, yeah I've, I've, there's, there is a lot coming up I'm going on tour with Rodrigo with Gabriella as well from September to November across Europe so that's that's going to be a hefty tour and uh some amazing rooms there, like the Philharmonic in Paris and, and uh, the Palladium. It's a real, real, it's a real, that's going to be a real joy to do that with the guys. I did, I did it the West Coast of America with them a couple of years ago, so. And they're really shamanic in what they do, and it's it's a real vocation, so good heads to be around. And you recently got <clears throat> a lot of attention for a piece of work you'd worked on many years ago, um, El Paso. Yeah, yeah. Wrote that song at 14, yeah, and uh, it was waiting for me to kind of grow up, to to, to release it. Um, I turned my nose up at it because I was ashamed, really. I think of myself as a teenager. I was just that, you know, that you have that, uh, you have that thing where you're just, you want to leave that part of you behind. But it's only in, I suppose, the last couple of years that I've been able to get some perspective and reflect and allow that reflection. And um, I was sick to the teeth of people sending me terrible cover versions of it all. So I said, you know, put this, put, put this to bed, <laughs> put to bed, put it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably the best excuse I've ever heard. The reason I've ever heard for recording one of your own songs. Yeah. yeah. David, that. where can people find you? Well, at a gig, preferably, you know. Um, <laughs> but at a gig, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going on uh, all the dates from the for the upcoming tours are on davidkeenan.com and uh, if people can support me on Bandcamp that's brilliant but I'm on Spotify and iTunes as well but preferably Bandcamp yeah Bandcamp kind of offers the, the, the option mm-hmm. to you get a reasonable margin from Bandcamp whereas much fair yes <laughs> much fair Indeed. Yeah. David, it's been a real pleasure reconnecting you with you. I've been chatting with David Keenan, and as David says, you can find him, davidkeenan.com. He will be in Western Canada in the fall, and well, August period, I think, uh, out around Edmonton, Canmore, and that neck of the woods, and hopefully we'll see you back in the colder part of Canada, but not in the winter at some stage in the future. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in Dublin in September. Thanks a million, Austin. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man.